Hello, welcome to the Babe Bunny Podcast, where I, me, Ashley, aka Ashley Chubby Bunny, discuss sex, fashion, cannabis, and life as a rom-com protagonist living in Brooklyn, New York. This week, we'll be discussing the lore of Ashley Chubby Bunny and what that means for your weekend. Make sure to follow, subscribe, and share the pod with your homies as well as let me know what you think with a review slash comment upon completion. So, yeah, my name is Ashley. I'm an Aries. I'm 5'10", and I live in Brooklyn, New York. I moved to Brooklyn when I was in college still. I moved here January 2015 for a sales internship in a showroom here. Um, I literally packed up everything that I owned like weeks before the spring semester started and lied over the phone about living here. So that's why I had to pack everything up very quickly, used every moment, every waking moment, every working moment, because I was definitely in the back, like in between, like doing shipment and on my lunch break, interviewing all kinds of roommates so I could find a place to live that wasn't going to rip me off. Like I was determined to get here and I had never visited here before. I didn't know anybody here, but I knew that this was better than staying and doing the exact same thing for Ellie Tahari in, um, I think it was like North Park Mall because they were like, oh, you can have this internship. And I was like, but what would I be doing? And it was the same thing I was doing at Torrid at the time because I was a key holder. I would just be doing it there for free and I wouldn't be able to work at Torrid and I would have to drive further and I was already going to be taking classes. So it was just like a no brainer for me. I was like, I'm going to take this opportunity and go to New York. Um, So after calling in a lot of parental favors, friend favors and fleecing my father, I (laughs) made it out here in the midst of the fucking polar vortex. And I was so glad that I had the forethought to buy a coat from my job before I moved out here because like that was the coldest I had ever been in my entire life. And the first night I didn't have like a blanket or anything. So I like slept underneath my little jacket. Like it was a lot going on, but I was happy to be here. I don't think I've ever felt that feeling um, like the feeling I had when I first got off the plane was so like intense and it's kind of like one of those moments that I was like oh my god I made a really big decision and I actually fucking like went through with it like when I accepted you know to like I had the acceptance letter from UNT but like I didn't know if I was going to go to UNT I didn't care about where I went to school um I just knew that I didn't want to be in my mom's house and and if the if FIDM wasn't going to be like where I was going I was like I guess I'll go here so but that was a really big decision I remember getting to orientation and being like oh my god like this could happen even though I went to orientation um we hadn't moved in yet And I was just like, this could like go either way. It's already a very tumultuous like situation in the house. And so when I like, it really all set in like move-in day. It was such a surreal experience. And so I've had those like moments where I've been like, okay, I think I'm doing the right thing or oh my God, here we go. And that was definitely what happened when I got off the plane here. 
I had so many fucking suitcases. And literally, when you get off the plane in the um, terminal, they were playing the uh, <laughs> they were playing the fucking like New York song with Alicia Keys and Jay Z. It was so it was like so like weird because it was like an actual moment and I felt like I was in a fucking like like movie because I was like did they like wait did they knew did they know that the plane was pulling up is this just the music that plays in this terminal because we're in New York y'all just play a lot of like New York anthems and shit it was like because when I got here I flew I, I flew virgin RIP and like when me and my ex were at the um at the airport that's when it sunk in that like I wasn't gonna see him and I wasn't gonna see my friends for like a while because I was literally moving 1400 miles away on a whim and so we were in the terminal hugging and like I just remember not like just not wanting to let him go and crying and that song Stay by Rihanna came on and it played and it was so sad and we were both sobbing and like hugging and I was just like what the fuck is this um but yeah I got here I was I interned in the showroom. I, you know, ever since the internship in the showroom, I've been picking up different internships uh, the first couple of years after college. And then I held some positions and I'll discuss those later in the podcast. Like not this episode, but definitely later episodes. Cause I kind of don't want to bog down the introduction with that. But, um, long story short, I ended up staying because of the hands-on experience I had. I really wanted to make that sound a little bit sexier than it does, but honestly, that's the reason why I stayed. There was no possible way that I could do what I'm doing here in Dallas. And after going on a study tour that was a substitute for the study tour here, that became more like apparent. So I was like, I need to be in New York. And so much stuff happened, you know, upon my moving here the extent of the growth I am, you know, I had as a person, as a person, as a person was really like, it was, it's, there's been a lot that's happened in the past seven and a half years. And I feel like that's something that I sometimes forget to like kind of sit down and think about, but sometimes I'm like, no, if I think about it, I'll think about all the stuff that I didn't do and that I still want to do. But it's like being here has been, an experience in itself and here I am still seven and a half years later really really appreciating for what the city has brought to me and all the experiences that I've always wanted to share with other people that's kind of what my Instagram was being utilized for well yeah duh like (laughs) that was the Instagram where I started just kind of paying a little bit more attention to how I was using it I signed up in 2012, like a lot of people and kind of just posted random pictures here and there. And just, you know, it was just like, it was a normal Instagram. And then the switch came when I started taking more pictures of myself. Snapchat was around and shit. And then when I was working at my PR job, I was also working with brand concept development. So that meant I was like putting decks together and that involved a lot of mood boards. And I obsessed with mood boards, my friend Ariel slash business partner like she hates mood boards and I just I don't understand because there's so much fun but anyway when I would make the mood boards for the brand concept um decks it would be difficult for me to find the um hairstyles on the women that we needed in the in the decks so like black women so if I was like on Pinterest if I was on Google taking a little bit longer to find the pictures of like especially stylized photos of black women with like black hairstyles 
So I was just like, okay, it would take me twice as long to do shit. But I kind of continued in the same vein of like how I did on Tumblr. And, you know, I not only did the mood boards myself, I started to like just share them and then turned the page into like, well, like a diary because around the time me and my then partner had opened up our relationship. So like I felt weird talking to him about it to be honest. So I just started to kind of document it on my page and which fun fact led to his very astute younger sister, like catching on. I didn't even put anything that incriminating in the fucking like caption, but she was like, that better be my brother you're talking about. And it started this whole thing. I'll discuss that later too. Cause it was wild. But like, I just really wanted to carve a space out for myself. I was tired of seeing only you know the same shit because like it wasn't Instagram at that time of course it was still who you were following in the explore page but it wasn't as like the algorithm wasn't as like ridiculous as it is now so like all I saw was the same shit everybody else was seeing nobody looked like me on it so the people that was already following that looked like me I would share their stuff I was starting to get introduced to other um fat black femmes and then other fem like fat femmes in general and then like when I started to get to know more people in the queer community here because I moved here and was like oh yeah this is the first time I finally feel comfortable like letting it be known that like I'm I'm gay <laughs> um which was wild because I remember when I like told somebody and I don't think she cared but like it was a big moment for me I was like yeah I think I'm bi um but it wasn't like a oh this is a, like a moment for me where I'm like oh no it's just like I knew I wasn't straight I just didn't know what the fuck was going on and I didn't feel safe enough to like kind of lean into that in Texas, to be honest with you. Um, so it felt a lot more liberating here. And so that's how I met a lot of other people. And then, um, yeah, so I was just like following all these people, going to events, meeting new people. And that's when I started resharing their stuff and of course crediting them. And I was just like, I really like that this is what my page looks like. And it took off from there. And that's a sin. And then I, of course, was like being told that I should show myself more on the page. And I was like, no, 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 no. But I really enjoyed documenting, you know, how I looked, if I tried new things, um, if I'm going through a particular like era, um, which is funny because like once people started like mainstreaming that, I know a lot of people got over that. But like I have always referred to like different like phases in my life as eras, especially when it comes to my look. So I, if I was going through a new era, I would signal it with like a selfie and it'd be like a really good <laughs> selfie. Um, and so people started liking that. I, once I started, once I worked in the dungeon and started meeting a lot of other like sex workers and other people that worked in like the sex tech and um, sexuality spheres, like I'm talking about like the community here. Like, it's just like, I got into that. And so I became a little bit more like risque in my photos and in my subject matter but felt more organic because I was able to share um you know what I was going through in a way that wasn't judgmental in a way that was very enthusiastic but also like it's not really like a fish out of water situation it was just like oh look like there's someone like someone like me I never thought that someone like me would be able to be in these situations so like it kind of grew from there and it was a page that kind of spanned past like you know other I don't know. It wasn't pigeonholed because I also was talking about fashion, but it wasn't just plus fashion. I was also discussing my situations here and um, really 
you know, playing up the fact that like I'm literally in Brooklyn, New York, having like dating and, and having these fabulous jobs and and living with, you know, my boyfriend and our three bunnies. And like it was just like really like if you like he always would talk about how we should do like a comic series or like an animated series. And I don't understand why a lot of the times he says it. And then like I'll say shit like like, like this out loud. I'm like, oh, OK, never mind. Because he would say it in passing. He's an artist. And he so he, like, has wanted to do that for the longest time. But, like, now that I'm, like, listening to it, I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But it was just, like, I always was, like, oh, it's not interesting. I'm always downplaying shit. Because I'm, like, oh, that's not that's not that interesting. Like, a lot of people do that, right? And then I tell people, oh, yeah, we were raising three bunnies together. Especially, like, when we broke up. And we were still, like, co-parenting them. And people are, like, what? I was, like, yeah, we both love them. Technically, they're mine. But, like... They're his as well. It was just a whole thing that we understood. And it was like a really weird thing of like how our relationship ended up, like who we are now as like best friends, like even like seeing through the grief of losing like all three of the rabbits, like it very much has been like we are very good friends. I don't think I think we might be hmm, <laughs> not like a oh, we should, we should belong together, but like. I just feel like we get each other. I feel like we were meant to be in each other's lives. And if it wasn't romantic, it like definitely would be in a way that we very much care for each other. I think, um, you know, it just takes a lot to deal with like living in New York. And it would be so much worse if it wasn't like if I didn't do it with like my best friend. So um, it was just like I love documenting things like that and it took off from there so I really just leaned into it I love curating shoots like of course when I did shit like behind the scenes I started getting like acts a model and shit and I'm like the worst model ever and like I would get invited to events and stuff and I would talk about it and so it took off from there um but I just really feel like even though all my life I was sure I was going to end up in California, like, like nobody could tell me anything differently. No one like I was just like, cool, because that's why I applied to go to FIDM after an advisor came and spoke to my apparel class um, in 11th, like, yeah, 12th grade. And I was just like, I want to go to FIDM. I want to go for fashion merchandising. Like, I knew what I wanted to do. I've always known what I wanted to do. It was just a matter of, like, how I was going to get there. And so, like, I was like, this is it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, like, my parents were like, absolutely not. Because what if you get out there and you change your mind? And this is how much, like, the tuition costs. It's a private school. Like, that's not even room and board. And, you know, looking back, they were right. But the only part they were incorrect about is that, like, I wouldn't have changed my mind. Like, that's not something that I would have done. And obviously it's not something that I did because not only did I keep that same major at the school I ended up going to, I added on to it. So I was like a digital retailing and fashion merchandising double major with a minor in marketing. So I guess technically I did change my mind because I wanted to add more on to that as a way to compensate for like how I was completely unprepared for college and took a little bit longer than a lot of people to graduate. Um, and that's a lot for someone that is like severely like mentally ill and untreated. I'm still proud of myself for that because goddamn. But, you know, that's kind of like the way in which I have navigated New York. I've been like, oh, like it took me a lot to get here and it's okay to like finally 
enjoy it a little. And that's kind of what I was doing with my page. And that's kind of what people have gravitated to. Um, and that's really what I want to extend onto like this like show, this podcast. I love to talk a lot. And I do like to write but of course like I'm going through a period of time where like I'm not really I I just it's weird like I do want to write but I feel more comfortable just speaking and so I really wanted to do this for a while I've tried you know I've had initial attempts it's fine but I feel like this time I really have a lot to say and I wanted to have like this kind of format for a while um I'll be talking about my lovers, some past situationships. I'll be talking about all of the jobs, the behind the scenes fashion things. I'll be talking about my time, um, you know, in the dungeon and like and within like the sex positive community. Like I won't be like it won't be like a dirt podcast, but it'll just kind of be like I've always wanted to share those worlds with like everyone. And I've usually shared them with my friends because like I invite them to stuff and like they benefit too. But it's just like I really representation out there. I know that sounds like, a, oh, I used all this to get to the end of it. Yes, because I think it's really awesome that somebody like me is able to do the things that I do. And I think that seeing different forms of someone that looks like me is very important. And as someone who's always been told that their voice was like annoying or like that they were too much or they were too loud. Like, I think that my voice is a voice that in the past couple of years and using to speak up for myself and like other marginalized communities, because literally like from what I'm going to be sharing, like it's kind of like if you really look behind all of this, there's a lot of people that do not speak up and it's always interesting to run into somebody that does because you understand kind of like issues that come along with being someone that's just like hey that's not that's not okay <laughs> um so yeah thank you so much for tuning in I can't wait to share a lot more about myself I can't wait to have like interviews and people come on because I'm always on everybody else's podcast and so they were all like, where's your podcast? Where's your podcast? And so I think that now's about time um, to really dig into it. And I can't wait to share all these like things with you all. So thank you so much for tuning in. This was the Babe Bunny podcast and enjoy the rest of yours. Bye.